The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfy with Remax, the Golfy team. Welcome to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition, with host Rick Zamprin. Yes, and you are listening to it on 900 CHML. Pleased to be back once again talking about the latest, greatest in real estate news in this community and beyond, because there are some hot topics out there, including what in the world is happening with this fall housing market. Interesting new report out of Remax Canada that is suggesting housing inventory may reach a crisis point in some major Canadian centers, although it's a little different story here in Hamilton and Burlington. Of course, if you want to get your home sold for top dollar in this wild and wacky market, go online to robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call the Golfie team. They're the first ever real estate team in Hamilton to sell 1,000 homes in a year. Their phone number is 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. They're all over social media. Follow the Golfie team on TikTok and Twitter. Check them out on Facebook and see what they're up to on Instagram as well. And don't forget, if you want an instant home estimate, head to the website golfyhomevalue.com and uh, you can get that instant home estimate. Again, if you have a topic idea or a question for the Golfy team you would like us to address on an upcoming program, send them an email, questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. Rob, what's, what's the last week been like for you? It's been, you know what? We're getting the tail end of the people that listed their house earlier this year in hopes of, of grabbing that high-end market. Now, I have a, a couple that they bought a house. Now, they're not, they're, they, they didn't buy the house through me. They didn't sell their houses through me. But they bought another house with, uh, with the advice of the realtor at the time, which a lot of people were doing at the beginning of this year, February, March, and knowing, knowing that they're going to do well on their house. Now, the problem there was when they listed their two other properties, they overlisted even in the high market that we were in. So, so let's say, let's say, let's say, so basically if let's say the house is worth a million dollars, they listed it at 1.4 and through that high market, they got nothing. They dropped their price, dropped their price. And now today they still haven't sold both properties. They got two different properties. They both haven't sold you know, interest rates are rising. Now they've got three mortgages. They're paying through their nose, and they got caught up into the wrong advice on selling their houses. So they've called me, and I'm I'm. I guess you would call me the cleaner. I guess is that. What <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to clean up the mess. There you go. So so basically, um, I gave him the advice and saying, "Look, I, I go. What I'm going to tell you is something." As a realtor, I have to tell you, I'm not doing my job if I don't tell you this. Um, your house, the value is a, a, is around a million dollars, right? You overlisted it. And if you had it listed probably at a million dollars in February, March, you probably would have got 1.2 to 1.3. They would have had that for sure. Big that, that was the mistake there. So they overlisted there. The other property, the same thing. Uh, it, uh, it was listed at 750 but it should have been listed at uh, maybe 600 and uh, again 
There you go. Another overlisted price in a hot market. If a house doesn't sell in the hot market, you know you're overpriced. Now they chase the market. And here we are today with housing prices going down, interest rates going up, and now they've got to sell their house. So so I we just we just listed these two properties and uh, we're putting them up up for sale. They're going to hit the market probably Monday, Tuesday. And um, so there you go. Like a lot of bad advice. And, and, and the problem is, I, and I, I, I'm trying to stress people, look, it, it, if you get one agent that gives you a high number and agents give you a high number because they want to win the listing, they know you want to hear that high number. And then if you get a, a, another agent that gives you a different number, that means it's time to call a third agent. Okay, you got two big different numbers and it's off the spectrum quite a bit. Call a third agent, see what the third agent says. And if he's closer to the high number, well, then maybe the high number is right. But if he's closer to the lower number where the more experienced agent probably suggested, then you know what? That's the number you, you want. You should go with. You should go with that. Now, we all want to go with the high number. That's not a problem. We can try that. But the thing is, don't stay there too long if it doesn't sell. I always tell my clients, look, we can try your number, but listen, in 10 days to two weeks, I will be sitting down with you and saying, listen, we tried your number. It's not working. We should go to the number that I suggested at when we first met. And that's, and that's the way to do it. But don't, don't go with the, you know, the one guy that's going to try to buy your listing by giving you the high number. Anybody can do that. Like, be careful. I just, I just hate, I, I hate seeing people that get stuck and now they got financial problems and they're losing money by the day uh, because they're holding on to uh, properties and they've got two properties or three properties now. I know every listing is different, but you talked about, you know, contacting an agent, getting a number, contacting another agent and getting maybe a much different number, whether it's higher or lower. Speaking in generalities, what would be a concerning difference? Are we talking 25 grand, 50 grand apart, 100? What is going to raise the red flag? Uh, I, I would say uh, in this market, 50 to 100 grand is, is a big difference. Even, even if it's 20, uh, 25,000, because this market's changing fast. Like I can come to your house right now, today, and give you a number. And then in 60 days from now, I'm going to say that number's changed. That number's changed. Now, I, I give guarantees out. I, I get calls for guarantees every day. I come out, I view the property, and I say, here's the number I'm going to give you right now, today. Now, in 60 days from now, it could be a different number. It could be a higher number. It could be a lower number. But chances are, it's going to probably be a, 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 a lesser number. Uh, and, I, and I let them know that because I don't want them to say, hey, um, oh, you gave me that number uh, three months ago or two months ago. Yeah, that was three months ago, but the market's changed. Uh, I, I had people call me in February, March, and I gave them that number. I gave them that number based on that day. Not, You know what I mean? But but if, if they called me back three months later or four months later, like now, I would say, no way. That, that number's changed. The market's changed and all that's changed. So um, we, 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 we get called on guarantees. I guarantee probably a house, maybe... Uh, two a month. And we sell them usually because I'm pretty accurate on my numbers when I do it. We did one up on the Hamilton Mountain. Um, I gave them an evaluation of $950,000 as a value. Now I said, you can call an appraiser, but this is where I feel the value of your house is. We first, and then, and then I said to them, let's list it at, at a million just in case to see what the market will do. Well, the, mar the, the market wasn't uh, buying the $1 million on that house. So we dropped it to what, uh, 950 
and then we ended up getting nine hundred forty thousand for it. There you go. And but the appra- the 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 price that I guaranteed it obviously is going to be less than that because I'm not in the business of buying houses. But it's like trading your car in, right? You, you know you can get more if you sell it privately, but the dealership, you know, you can get it off your hands that day and, and you're done with it. Same thing with me. If I guarantee the house, here's the price I'm going to give you. Uh, and you got that guarantee and the guarantee, and you can go to the bank and you can buy anything else. You know, you've got that house sold either by me or my job is to get it sold. So now I am selling that house. Me personally, I'm I'm the one that's that's selling that house, not the seller. The seller has already sold it. But now my job is to get that that seller more money than what I paid for it. And and I do that all the time. The other thing we should you know talk about in this instance too, with this uh, couple that had you know multiple mortgages trying to unload these properties, is not only is the cost factor there with having to pay these multiple mortgages, but it's the time factor too, the time that they've lost, which which also costs money. Oh, absolutely. Like if you think about it, they, they were at the tail end of that market when they put their house on the market. They still had a piece of that good market that they could have sold their houses in. Now, if they had the right advice, they would have been sold in uh, out of these houses right now. So now they're stuck with these two houses and and now they're paying the price. And I go in there and I'm saying, listen, you're you're like $400,000 off the mark. And I showed it to them. I said, here you go. And I says, listen, I'm not here to pressure you to buy anything or I mean, to sign anything. I want you to think about it. I know it's a, it's a number that that's way off what you had with your other agent, but here's what's been going on in the neighborhood. They look at it and they go, you know what? You're right. You're right. They, they could see it. I, I bring my laptop there. I'm, I'm bringing up the listings. I'm showing them what's going on. I, and I try not to go past 60 days because the market's changing every month. So I do within 60 days of what's happening in the marketplace, in their area, and, uh, and show them what's going on. And, uh, and, they, they, and, they, and they, they said, we're hiring you. Because I showed them personally what the numbers are. When we're looking at properties today and picking out a price, you know, it wasn't too long ago where you could have picked a price and and then it went 200,000 over asking. How close are you and and other uh, realtors out there in getting to what the house is going to be sold for eventually? Is it is it easier or is it still difficult? It, it is a little difficult. Um I I did one in Stony Creek and I thought 900,000 was the bang on price for it. And I, I thought for sure we would get something. We got zero and we, we just dropped it down to 850. And so it, it, you know, you just don't know, but, and, and the clients, they were going, Oh, my friends are saying we're, 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 uh, we listed it too low. You could get a lot more money. And I, and I, I tell him, I said, Hey, why don't you call those friends that are thinking it's listed too low to buy it? If they think it's low, they can resell it and, and flip it. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll see how fast they walk away from that conversation. But but we just have to drop it down to 850 and we should get something now. We're going to sit tight at that number because definitely I think we hit the number and uh and 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 somebody will come out. So the showings are starting to happen right now. It's it's now starting to get legs. Agents are starting to find it and uh and we should get something uh I'd say by next Friday or next Saturday, uh, when we're back on the air again, I probably will tell you that we have sold it uh, this coming week. 
Pretty cool. If you want to sell your home or you are in the market to buy a house, call Hamilton, Burlington, and Niagara's top real estate team, the Golfie team at 905-575-7700 online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Still to come on the show, Remax has a new report out that suggests housing inventory may reach a crisis point in major Canadian cities. Learn where Hamilton and Burlington sits in that conversation and when we come back we'll dive into what the fall housing market has in store for home buyers and sellers this is the golfy real estate show hamilton edition on 900 chml You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with you alongside Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Find them on the World Wide Web. The website is robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G O L F I.com. Call Hamilton and Burlington's number one Remax team in volume and unit sales, 905-575-7700. And follow the Golfy team on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. If you have a topic idea for future show or maybe a question for the Golfy team, send them an email, questions at robgolfy.com, and we'll get it on a future program. And if you want an instant home estimate, you're, you're wondering, what is my house really worth? Go to golfyhomevalue.com. That website again, golfyhomevalue.com, and get a clearer picture of what your home could be worth. Rob, are you finding that many people are going to golfyhomevalue.com to check out what their home could be worth on the open market? Absolutely. People are checking it out. I mean, sometimes farm properties, it doesn't work as well because there's not enough uh, information on that. But 95% uh, of the people that log in and fill that form out, it gives you a, a general range. And it's 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 actually pretty good. Sometimes I, when I do an evaluation, I'll go on there and type the address in and say and see how see if it came in with the number that I uh, that I came up with. And it's it's and I'd say it's pretty close to accurate in in some cases. But again, we have to take a look at the house and walk through it and and you know dissect it down to the point where what it is. Now we're in a fast changing market, so those numbers are going to be kind of a little bit you know off a bit quite a bit a bit so but but again uh it's a good a- a idea to check to see what the value of your home is it gives you a range and then you can go from there you can give us a call and we'll come and see your house in person and we can give you a more accurate reading on your house yeah it'll give you a guideline of what you know the, the range it's in but again when when you're walking through a house you might see something that you know a, a particular buyer will want in their next home and that might you know 
uh, uh, raise the price or, or lower the price, depending on what that is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes it's, it, it might be too low. They give you, let's say it's a hundred thousand dollar range. And I, I may come in and say, listen, it's 50,000 above the highest uh, point of what this thing gave you. So, I mean, it's, again, it's, it's all computerized and, and information that we got online from other sales and, and what's happening through MPAC and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it, 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 but you know, a lot of times it's pretty accurate when the market is moving uh, balanced. It's, it is a great tool. But when the market's moving fast up and fast down, it's it, it sometimes there's uh, you know a little bit of things you got to work out uh, on that because it's not as accurate as you want it to be. Well, anyone who's been following the news of late, especially in real estate, has probably seen the dire headlines. You know, housing crunch, housing collapse, housing correction, uh, real estate bubble bursting. Um, you know, percentages down uh, in in the basement in terms of sales and prices and all that. A lot of doom and gloom out there. Uh, when it comes to the fall housing market, is it you know murky waters and cloudy skies, or is is uh, is there some light at the end of the tunnel here? There, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, you know, the market is is changing rapidly, but again, it's just everybody's sitting on the sidelines. the The thing that I fear the most about this market that we're in is that. Everybody's sitting back. Everybody's just watching. Everybody's watching what's going on. Then, you know, some people are still floating around, you know, still, you know, going in to buy something because they have to buy something. But then all of a sudden, everybody's going to wake up one morning and everybody's just going to come in and everybody's just going to buy and it's going to drive the market back up again. Again, we do have a shortage of homes out there. And right now, people are just sitting back and, and, but it's going to happen again. We're, we're going to go, I'm going to tell you, the next 10 years, we're going to see up and down cycles, which is good for guys that want to speculate if they, got, if they got the guts to do it and know when the right time to do it. And, 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 and there is right times to do it. So it's, it's, but it's, it's hard to tell. Like right now, we're just waiting for the settlement to happen. And we'll see, you know, I thought uh, end of August, things kind of settled a little more, but we did see, uh, from July to August, there were some areas that had still more adjustments to do, more corrections. So it's it's hard to gauge uh, what's gonna what's gonna happen. But people are starting to come out out of the woodwork now. Slowly, they're just steps by steps. They are starting to come out. The uh, the two hottest times of the year for real estate is the spring and the fall. Would the spring be the best time to sell a house? And the fall be the best time to buy a house traditionally. So I think after the fall is the best time to buy a house if there's if there's product available. Basically, uh, I'm talking about end of November, December, and first couple of weeks of January. That is a great time to buy a house. Now to uh, to sell a house, February, March are the months. If you notice, and you've heard me say this many times, Rick. February, March is pre-spring market is the biggest time. Everybody coming into the new year is thinking, okay, we got to buy a house. We got to move. We got to move. And then you got, and, and then you got a lot of sellers are saying, well, I, my house looks the best in uh, May and June. Well, if all those people this year that said that, well, they, they lost money if they, uh, and, but they didn't lose money if they were buying something. Cause if you buy in a high market and you sell in the, you sell in a high market, you buy in a high market. But if you were selling and not getting back into the market, you congratulations on your on yourself. You did well. Um, but what I'm saying is to sell your house, 
February, March. Get your house ready for February, March. Don't worry about the snow. There is way more buyers out there than there are sellers. And and you'll get multiple offers. Uh, chances are, depending if it's priced right. Now, selling is, yeah. Uh, also, the other market is middle of middle to the end of September to the end of October, middle of, of November. That is another selling time of the year. Um, it's not as vigorous and in, in, in ferocious as it is in the early spring, but it's still just as good. And and but ba- and the numbers are good because you go based on your sales sales uh, on the previous six months or four months that happened the, the, that year. Like if you're selling in the fall, like if you had a high number in the spring, let's say you sell a house for a million dollars in February, March. Well, in the fall, you might be able to get a million fifty thousand or a million. You know, what I mean, you might get that much more in the fall. It's not. I'm not saying it's better, but I'm saying is that it is a good time of the year to sell in the fall. It's not bad, but the spring market is always, you know, guaranteed. A lot of buyers in the marketplace looking. So, if someone is considering putting their house up on the market come February, March, which are those traditional, you know, best times of the year to sell. Should they start to take pictures now or should they have already been doing that? Absolutely. If you have a house and, and even if you're not even sure about selling your house next year, uh, you, you know, it's been floating around in your head as an idea, go out to the front of your house, take the, pull out, drive out the cars, take the cars out and and take a picture of your house. Get a nice wide angle lens. Take a picture with your phone, uh, and and keep the high res. Try to get a high resolution picture. So at least you have a picture of your house that shows uh, summer or whatever. Now we're coming into the fall that has something like that. So and then and if, when you put your house up for sale, you can send that to your to your uh, realtor. Now also if you have a pool. Take pictures of a pool, your pool in the backyard in three, four different corners of the pool, um, like uh, of your backyard uh, without any people in it. And just get those pictures there with your nice patio furniture and everything else. Just have it. In, and then you're good to go. I mean, we're going to take pictures of your backyard with snow or whatever and the front yard with snow. But it's nice to have the backyard pictures with with a pool without any snow on there so people can see what you have, what it looks like in the summer months. Like when I put my house up for sale prior to the house that I had lived in, I took pictures probably uh, the summer before and I had beautiful, gorgeous pictures with flowers and, and the, you know, the water was blue in the pool and the, in the, and it was just gorgeous. The grass was green. It just looked gorgeous. It looked like a resort backyard. So when I had that, my listing on, on MLS of my house, people looked at it and say, wow, this is a gorgeous backyard. Now, when I sold it, the backyard, I mean, was, you know, the grass was gray, like, you know what I mean? The pool was covered and it, it you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's good. So get, get those pictures in. I mean, everybody's got a phone on their camera. I mean, a camera on their phone and uh, just take pictures and then you have them. And then if you need them, great. If not, don't worry about it. The following summer, you take more pictures again. <laughs> One thing uh, we, or at least I haven't seen in this market, probably since the spring, uh, is private for sale signs on lawns. Has the private or the, you know, the uh, for sale by owner uh, markets completely dried up? Yeah, you know what? Though, yeah, it's tough. Uh, you know what? I'll tell you, the for sale by owner 
is not good when you have a hot market like we had earlier this year. And it's not good right now. <laughs> it's like, when is it good? Um, I think it's maybe in a balanced market, it might be good. So the balanced market, uh, you know, and we haven't had a, a, a balanced market. Right now, you need all, all the exposure you can get. So you need a, 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 a realtor that's going to give you the exposure to get people looking at your house. Now, the private for sales, yeah, they're, they're, they're trying them. People are trying them out. And then they end up going with the realtor uh, eventually and knowing that they need that help from a realtor. And that's the slippery slope too, because you're, you're losing time in that regard. Your house is up for sale for, you know, 60, 90 days maybe. And then you wonder, okay, this is not working. Let's get an, an actual realtor who knows what they are doing. Uh, but meanwhile, you've, you've lost all that kind of lean time and the prices may have changed good or bad in that time. Absolutely. If you, if your house was on the market, uh, let's say let's say you put your house on the market April uh, and for three months April May and June you 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 would have sound, seen a downgrade of pricing houses going down and if and you're going wait a minute everybody else is selling still uh, but I mean they're not getting the prices that they thought they would but at least the agents working it saying hey we got to do the price change now when you go private for sale you're not going to get that information they're not going to or, you know, come up front and say, hey, listen, I think you should reduce your price. Private for sale companies, they got your money already. They don't care if they sell it or not. They, they're done. It's 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 done. They've got their money. They, they, you know, you paid for the sign. You paid for the service. You paid to get an MLS. It's all there. All the, after that, hey, good luck. You know, shake their hand and say, uh, uh, and then and then that's why they have no problem canceling the listing because they have nothing to gain from it anyway because they've already got paid. With a realtor, they don't get paid unless they sell your house. So we invest thousands of dollars in every in every listing. I spend, I you know, it depends on, on the property. I spend five to ten thousand dollars per listing sometimes on getting it sold, and especially the higher end ones where you have to go even outside of the country to get buyers to look at it. Um, we spend money to to get that, and a lot of people don't. A lot of people just put on MLS, put the for sale sign on the front lawn, and pray and wait to see if somebody will show up. And uh, and and that you need a little more, you need a lot more effort than that to get your house uh, house sold in today's market. Absolutely. The uh, latest Remax report is out that looks at uh, housing inventory in this country, and it was based on uh, the Canadian Real Estate Association's data from uh, 2013 to 2022 and it found that in eight canadian centers inventory levels have fallen short of the 10-year average uh in actually seven of them uh in uh, in 2022 there were double digit declines in major centers like montreal and calgary and ottawa the gta however hamilton burlington was the only market to buck the trends they landed at a 3.2 percent above average we know when you mentioned it earlier that we have a housing shortage but apparently we're not as bad as these other cities no you know what a lot of people are putting their houses up for sale our inventories climbed quite a bit and uh and it's just um yeah we're hamilton and burlington more so hamilton our inventory has jumped it has jumped in uh, uh, through this market. Surprisingly, uh, it's hard to tell. I don't know if people have to sell. Um, we're dealing with uh, all sorts of classes of people. We've got, you know, like um, health science, uh, you know, like doctors and researchers that are selling. We got blue collar that's selling and low income. Everybody, everybody's moving and changing in, uh, in especially in Hamilton and Niagara also at the same time. But yeah, Hamilton is huge. It, our our inventory has climbed in Hamilton. 
so how is that impacting prices right now? You know what? It has dropped the price because there's more competition to sell your house. So as you look at it, uh, before when you put a house up for sale earlier this year, there was no other house like it for sale or in, in the neighborhood or in the, in the district. Now there's nine others just like yours or close to yours or close to your price point in the same district. So it's making it that much tougher to sell and that much longer to sell. Also makes me think of, you know, a lot of the doom and gloom predictions is that, you know, home prices in Canada will fall, you know, anywhere from, I think we've heard 20% to, to 40%, whatever the case is. That's, that's a nationwide figure. That's not a Ontario figure or especially not a Hamilton Burlington uh, statistic. Yeah, it's, I know it's, it's across the board, but I think what's going to happen is, is whatever our, our price point was in 2019, we're going to be just above that 2019 price. And, and, we're, and it's like a reset button uh, from because of this COVID. So let's say the average sale price in 2019 was 650000 Well, we may end up going to maybe seven, seven hundred ten thousand dollars $710,000 in settlement of the average sale price. And then we're just slowly going to climb from there. Um, it just, it, it's hard to tell. Like, I mean, we just had such a crazy two years in of everything from the pandemic, from housing, from now shortage of, of, of all types of pro consumer goods, who knows where it's going to go, but it's hard to tell until uh, we land and until everything is, is back to normal. And we're not back to normal yet. Uh, it's not back to normal. There's a shortage. There's still a shortage of uh, consumer items out there everywhere. If you're thinking of putting your home on the market, you got to call Hamilton and Burlington's number one REMAX team in volume and unit sales and the first real estate team in Hamilton to sell 1,000 homes in a year. The number, 905-575-7700. You can check out the Golfie team online at robgolfie.com. When we come back, the weirdest thing that Rob Golfie has ever seen in a home that has gone up for sale. That's coming up next year on the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Homeward bound, I wish I was homeward bound. Home, when my thoughts escaping home. When my music's playing home, when my love lies waiting silently for me, silently Welcome back. This is the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. You got to call the Golfie team if you want your home sold, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. They're all over Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok as well. If you have a topic idea or a question for the Golfie team that you would like us to address on a future show, send them an email. Questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. We were going to get to this, I think it was last week on the show. We just ran out of time. Some of the weirdest things that Rob has seen in homes that have been put on the market. And, and you know, I was wondering out loud um, uh, whether to do this or not. And, and then I saw a story about a 
really distinct, uh, odd, unique home in Toronto that went up for sale. And I think the list price was well over a million bucks. Uh, modern house, sleek design, but weird because I, I believe it was three stories and it was used as three different units. And uh, it's only eight feet wide. Uh, this is like one of those container homes. If, if you can picture one, there's one, I believe, on the Jolly Cut as you come up the hill. That's right. Uh, but it, it was done really nicely. But the weird part, or at least one of the weird things about it is that in the bedroom, at least one of the bedrooms, there was a toilet and a shower, which I would definitely put in the weird category. Your thoughts after looking at this house? You know what? They had no choice because there, there was no room to put it in the bathroom. And uh, so they had to put it outside the bathroom in the bedroom. And that would have been their ensuite bathroom. I guess. <laughs> it's right there. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, you know what? When there's a, a, a shortage of homes, people say, oh, we can live with this until, you know, they end up selling it down the road themselves and depending on the market they sell in. But but there is a lot of weird stuff that people uh, put in their houses uh, that you'd be shocked. Um, you know, um, like we had people, you know, like change the flooring and, and, and you know, they do like like a theater style and uh, like with raise the flooring around the sides of the, the, uh, the room and, and then down in the middle. And it's just like, you know, you have people that have their houses look like uh, mid medieval times. Like you'd be surprised. And hmm. uh, it just, I, I just, some of the stuff you, and they, and they feel that it's worth a lot of money because, because they love it. They think everybody else does. And how do you tell somebody, yeah, you know, we'll see, you know, what you know, people will do. And, you know, uh, and when they're doing changes to their houses like that, they're saying, I don't care. I don't care. I'm doing it for myself. This is what I like. And I don't care. But when they put it up for sale, they want big dollars. <laughs> and before, when they were doing it, they don't care about the big dollars. <laughs> yeah. I recall one of the first stories you told on the Golfie Real Estate Show years ago now is that uh, there was a, a woman who was selling her house and she had a nude photo of herself that she wanted displayed while people were checking out the house. Yeah. It, it tell me that that was a tough, that was a tough conversation to have with her. And uh, I just say, Hey, listen, that is a gorgeous picture of you up there. She obviously didn't mind me seeing it, but I said, when people are coming through here with their kids, they, the, you know, parents may not appreciate you know seeing seeing that man seeing a naked woman at, at that early age yet i'm sure you know i'm down the road maybe but not now and i said is it possible that we can uh, take that down and she had to think about it like she really did i mean it's just uh you know and sometimes people you should see their closets how they have it set up i mean some people have custom closets that um uh, like you know how people have shoe closets for uh you know their shoes and different things but some, some people actually have uh you know space to put all their fancy toys in there and, <laughs> and and that's why i always ask before i walk into a closet um is it okay for me to open this door because i don't want them to say oh my oh my goodness i don't want them to see that and i always ask before i open a closet door before i open any door to any room i always ask them, is it okay if i and and they usually say yeah yeah that's fine that's fine and they'll say hey listen you don't have to ask you can open any door in the house and i go okay i'm ready to go so and people they're not afraid to show what they have and uh, i've seen so many different things and and we try to be 
I mean, we want to get top dollar for these people and we give them the advice. And if they, if, and it's up to them, if they want to be, take that advice and, and go forward or, or they just, or they just like displaying it. They want people to see it. They want to have a lot of showing so people can see what they have. Uh, it just depends on the, on the personality that, uh, that we're selling the house. Yeah. In the woman's case uh, with the nude photo, I mean, she was quite obviously quite proud of, you know, the photo that was taken of her. Did it eventually come down? Like the she relent and say, all right, yeah, let's take it down. It did come down. Yeah. We, yeah. It, it, yeah, it was, it's, uh, it was just, it would have been too distracting for a lot of, um, a lot of uh, buyers and, and then people would have just went to the house just to look at the photo. So we, just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we would have had agents, a lineup of agents over there saying, Hey, let's check out this house. But, <laughs> but, uh, but it, we, we did get it down and, and she, and she understood, she understood. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about uh, the golfy team uh, recruiting realtors out there who might need a change of pace or want to change of pace. We'll get into that when we come back here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Last go run here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Find them on the World Wide Web at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G O L F I.com. They're all over Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook. You got to call the first real estate team in Hamilton's history to sell 1,000 homes in a year. If you want to get your home sold, 905. 905- 575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Got a question. Someone has emailed questions at robgolfie.com. It reads, Dear Rob, I sold my home in early June. The deal is supposed to close in three days. The buyer just asked for an extension. What should I do? Yeah, that's tough. We we got a lot of those this year. Uh, so when a buyer requests an extension, it's usually for a good reason. Perhaps their appraisal came in lower and then it would have a, a few months ago and it's jeopardizing the financing that you know they thought they would uh, be a slam dunk. They may, they may have not have sold their current home yet or even though they didn't make this a condition on, on buying yours. So no matter what is going on behind the scenes, my advice to is the same. Talk to the realtor. So basically, um, you don't want to have a legal battle. They may need, uh, you know, another three days or another week to close. And I know it puts everybody in in a tough situation. I would try to make it work. Um, and if they're asking for a three day extension, uh, or or they're asking for a week extension, that means they're still interested. That means they're st- they still want the property. They just have to get their uh, something in order because of it. Something has changed. Um, if they don't close, well, then then you got to get your house back up on the market. But I would definitely try to to make it happen. And I know it, if there's a lot of houses down the line, it, it messes up everything. If there's a chain reaction to this, because the people, uh, th- this gentleman here that is you know selling his house and the people who are buying it aren't closing what about the house that he's bought and the, and and so on and so on and and so you it just 
causes things. So I would try to work it out, try to make that deal happen because it's a lot more expensive if it doesn't happen and you have to resell it and do different things down the road, but definitely try to make it happen. From the home seller's standpoint, when the buyer is asking for an extension, can the seller say, no, uh, we either have a deal or we don't, and that's it? They can, and they can say no, but it, it's it's not a, I wouldn't advise it. I would try to make it happen. Absolutely. We had a deal that, uh, that somebody says they're not closing, and we got a $50,000 deposit. Uh, we just put the house back up on the market and there may be, there's going to be a loss on it. There's going to be a loss with these people. We are going to go after the buyers and, and, uh, and chase them for the, the difference. If there's a huge difference in uh, the sale price from the original sale price versus the sale price that we're going to put it back up for sale again. Hmm. And uh, you got to be careful when you walk away from a deal because it can end up being very costly for you. Yeah. Uh, lastly, on the show today, the golfy team is still recruiting some realtors out there. What's going on? Yes, yes. Uh, we're, we're putting on a, uh, a seminar uh, for uh, realtors to see what we do and everything else like that. And that's coming up in October, the third week of October. I'll, I'll have more details on that. Uh, but yeah, a lot of realtors, I hate to see them leave the business. Join us, call us before they decide to leave because we've got a lot of opportunity, a lot of, a lot of options that uh, a lot of other brokerages may not offer or teams may offer. We have a lot of training. We, we're very hands-on. So yeah, if you're a realtor listening, check us out. Give us a call. Are you hearing that some realtors are are quitting the biz or at least thinking about it because it, it's not as hot and crazy as it once was? Well, the, the industry is saying that uh, 30% of the realtors are probably going to end up leaving the business. And it, that's a huge number. Um, and it usually, and it, and it usually happens like that. I remember in the, uh, early nineties and I wasn't a realtor in the early nineties, but the numbers did decline, uh, with, uh, realtors, they dropped out. So in the late eighties, everybody wanted to be a realtor. So, so the real estate board had a huge, huge, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, um, agent, uh, inventory or whatever you, uh, mm-hmm. A lot of agents were signed up with the real estate board. A lot of them uh, ended up leaving real estate in the early 90s. And we may see something like that happening again. Um, And it happened in the US. They lost uh, quite a few realtors uh, in the 2008-2009 recession. In the US, they lost uh, more than 30% of the realtors out there. So, And it's just just a a shakedown of, of the market. That's all. If you want to check out uh, that upcoming seminar and uh, you have uh, a thought of joining the Golfy team, give the uh, team a call at 905-575-7700. You can check it out online as well, robgolfy.com. And don't forget, you can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform and hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Rob, thanks for another fantastic show once again. And thank you for listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.